Welcome to another episode of the Bops Podcast, which you got also most of my Yawa, KECG, and Manila. Yo, it's your boy Navinci. Starve the eagle, feed the soul. Oh, what? So, the Lakers got themselves a new hire. I, I'm not mad at the hire. I'm mad at the position that he's in. I'm not mad at him for taking the job. I'm mad about the position that he's in. But before I really go too far with this, I just want to show y'all something. Let me go to the mm. full screen. Go to the full screen here, okay? So I'm a, you, you probably can't see this as clean. So I'm just going to name these off if you don't know who these people are, okay? And these are all the black coaches that are in the NBA today. Not yesterday. Not y- yesterday's coaches ain't today's coaches. Okay? So, so <laughs> we got Chauncey for the Trailblazers. We got the newly appointed Darvin Ham for the Lakers. We got Doc, of course, Doc Ock with the 76ers. We got Dwayne Casey, who I think got shafted in Toronto, who's over at Detroit. We got Imadoka with the Celtics, who's in the finals. We got uh, Jameel Mosley. He's with the Magic. I feel sorry for him because that team, that organization is just garbage. Here's the one thing that, yo, people, don't, I don't, I don't want to sound like this. Jason Kidd shouldn't be on this list. That's just me. I'm not calling Jason Kidd white, and I'm not saying Jason Kidd isn't black. Just saying. Just saying. What? I'm just saying. Anyways, J.D. Biggestaff. JD Biggestaff, bro. No, no, no. I, I don't have to stop it. I'm just I'm telling you my stop personal it. opinion. I'm not attacking him. I'm just telling you my personal opinion. Okay? That's it. But anyway, <laughs> look, see? The bitch is like, this guy's a, yes, dickhead mode. Anyways, um, JD Biggestaff did an awesome job with the Cavs. Shout out to Da Vinci again. He did call it at the beginning of the year, people. So if you go back and check, I'm telling you, we got very little views on some of these things. And then sometimes we bring these things up and people go, where's the facts? And we tell them, go to Instagram. Well, no, no, sorry. We don't, we, we don't post a lot of these on Instagram. Try not to. People will get a little finicky. But anyways, you go to Spotify, you go to YouTube, and you go to freaking iTunes. And you'll find it, okay? Mike Brown, who just got appointed. Please, Steve Kerr, if you catch the Rona, I hope you don't. Let me knock on wood. Okay? (laughs) And hope you don't get. You're not coaching again, Brown. You get a tablet, you you let Kerr talk to the people. Monty, who just, him and his team fizzled out. I don't know what happened there. Nate McMillan, you had an awesome year the year before. This year, I don't know what happened. Steven Silas. Hey, listen, I know they put you over there because, you know, they thought they could keep Harden, and Harden gave up on you and the team. Can't blame you. Another guy who's just starting to get his respect. It's 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 getting up there, and you should have a little bit more. Tyron Lue, hey, shout out to you, my guy, okay? Wes Unsell Jr., I ain't mad at you. All right, my guy? And Willie Green, all right? But the Lakers, they got themselves Darvin Ham. Hey, uh, hey, hold on, man. Before that, um, that 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 picture right there, that was um, 
I mean, we take a moment for that. That that's that that's that's crazy. And that's why out of most of the leagues, I respect and love the NBA. Um, so you know, rest of the leagues, um, especially with a big, big, big one, take notice. I mean, um, and these are guys that obviously deserve the position and well qualified for to pay their dues. Um, these are not people that jump in the line or anywhere. So, um, much respect and shout out to these guys, and hope they all do a good job in the coming seasons. But Vinci, that picture, right? That picture right there was powerful. Levitch, you want me to tell you how many's in uh, the NFL? Um, I don't even know if my left hand will fingers will do it. But go ahead, pull it up. Oh, see, three. Like I said, take notice. The NBA, half of the teams. Yeah. That's but, what, 15? That was 15 right there. 15, 15, uh, yeah. African-American e- e- Even though I didn't want to count Jason Kidd. That's going to upset a lot of what? people. What? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't Yo, say bro, that for shock just value. Just don't even say, don't, you're, you're stopping. What I'm not saying that for shock value. That's honestly my opinion. You know what I mean? I'm, just, I'm not saying that he's not black. I'm just saying he got lumped into a situation with nothing but black people, and I'm like, he's biracial. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like what's that? Not San Francisco. What team is it? That got that guy. What's that guy's name, man? He came from San Francisco. I keep getting get confused. What team did he just go to in the NFL, man? Let me know in the comments. I know you guys. If you guys watch football, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I just can't remember what team. He didn't go to Jacksonville, did he? No, because that's Dougie. Dougie's in Jacksonville. What team did this guy go to? And it's like he's got 1% black in him. But this guy looks like a full-blown white boy. I'm trying to remember the team on the NFL. I'm sorry, people. I'm going to stop talking. Go ahead. Come yeah, to the rest need, of it, you, you need I'm to a, apologize. I'm apologizing for, for not remembering the guy's name or where the heck he went to. Okay? No, it's Miami. I'm over here. Yeah, Miami. Miami Dolphins picked up a guy. Who's like one hey, percent black? Hey, and they're hey, like, hey. we got ourselves a biracial candidate. And I think he's one of the three. That's what I'm trying to say. Yo, I'm not dissing Jason Kidd. I'm just saying. I'm look, I'm look, I'm making it deeper than it is. That's always been my thing, okay, Davinci? You know this. It's double R to the grave, but you know what I'm saying? I always have to make certain things deeper than what it is. And I just I see them and look like a sore thumb sticking out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But anyways, uh, I digress, sir. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. On to um, the Lakers hire. I think uh, Darvin Ham, he's a good coach. Um, um, he's a good defensive coach, obviously. See with the Bucks. Uh, he was a phenomenal player, too. He was vicious. Boy, that boy could dunk. I, I used to love watching him play. But you know what? I just hope he is a coach that keeps his player accountable. And he's going to have his hands full with players on the court and in the front office. So, by me saying that, I want to defer my question to you. What do you think is going to happen? With what? I just said. With the Lakers? 
He's going to have his hat full with players on the court. And he's going to have his hat okay, full. This is going to be the off. second year I'm going to say this. And I know at this point in time, people are tired of here. No play-in, no playoffs, maybe top 10. I'm only being honest because I'm not just talking about the Lakers. I'm talking about the whole West. Hey, Denver's about to get back both these players. Now, Michael Porter Jr., 50-50. Murray, we got to see where he's at, see if his athleticism has left him because of the knee injury, right? Damian Lillard is a key. Him and Bradley Beal, those guys can end up moving in this offseason. I hope people understand that. Like, and they're going to a Western team. I can guarantee you that. If they don't go to a Western team, the only other team I see that can really need the reinforcement is Miami. And I don't know who they're going to be able to trade or who they're willing to get rid of to get one of them. You know what I mean? Because they got that 8% body fat thing. That is not a joke, people. They require you to maintain that for the whole season. That's why defensively, I feel like they didn't run out of energy defensively. It was the offense. Like, they just couldn't score. But enough of that to the Lakers. Yeah. Like Ken Ross said, no chicken, no rice, no champagne, okay? And while we're on that, too, no shots. These last three years of me betting people, there's only one person that hold, held, held up the end of the bargain. And I want to give this man credit. I hope you make it this far. My cousin Starter Carter, okay? You go check him out. He's a great photographer. He got all type of pictures for you guys out there. I ain't going to say what they are. Just go check him out, okay? Carter Wolf. On Twitter, Carter Wolf on Instagram. You go and check him out. He is the only man in this world aside from my brother and my co-host here and a few other gentlemen. I'm not gonna mention their names. This is isn't isn't long, but it isn't too short. Um, that I respect and say that they're men of their word. Note to everybody out here. I know we just went through a pandemic, and I know people's pockets is hurt. All right, my pockets, I I got lit. I don't even have lint, actually. The lint ain't even in my pockets no more. I'm broke, baby. I'm broke. But if I make a bet, I honor that shit. Because in this world, the only thing that you have is your word and your balls. And like Scarface said, I ain't breaking them for nobody. All right? Now, yeah. I think you'll be good, but Frank Vogel was a defensive head coach, Vinci. And look what they yeah, did to him. Listen. That's the thing, though. That's and they got to get rid of Russ. Russ is kind of ask. That's why I ask you the question: Is Frank Frank Vogel wasn't no no chump coach? He was a coach that uh, won a championship with you. He was a good coach. Um. So is it really the coach? Was it really the coach? That's what we're saying here. And that's what I've been saying the whole season. I'm like, it's not really the coach. I mean, he's got to take a little bit of some of the blame too, but. I think 20, the biggest like, reason. Remember, I said 25%. I give Frank Vogel 25% of the blame. The rest, to be honest, to be honest, the front house, the front staff, the upper management, they getting about 60. 60. Okay? So that put me at 85. So 15% I'm giving to the players. 25 for the coach, 15 for the players. The rest of it's going on the organization. No, just like the other one we were talking about in New York. No leadership. 
too many hands in the damn cookie jar, and that's what you get when you think when you want to play cute in the NBA. Because every team's getting better, man. Every team, every single team, man. Yeah, um, yeah, it's yeah. Even the teams that 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 really, it's the 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 phase of the NBA is changing. Because you remember a couple of years back when you suck, you suck. But now it's just like these teams, they're still fighting. Yep, they're still fighting. Now, now you have the plane, so you, it's even harder. The plane, so that's a good thing with the plane. It's hard to tank. You know, it's funny. There's somebody complaining about it the year before, and then when they got into it, they didn't have nothing to say. I ain't gonna say no <laughs> names, but you know what I'm saying? You know what it be? I remember Ish. As much as you might think I forget or I talk, Ish out here, trust me, it's a lot of memories, a lot of things stored in this data drive, baby. And some of them ain't so easily deleted. You get me? <laughs> so, well, well, you know, listen, King, obviously, I'm a Laker of heart. Um, so I do hope um, Darvin Ham can maybe provide something in a different uh, way that Frank Vogel, Vogel couldn't or do something. Or like I said, my key word is make sure he's more disciplined or more strict. Hold players accountable. Don't let them walk over him. Hopefully he's one of those coaches. It doesn't matter what. Hopefully he says to the front office or the Laker organization, I am here to coach. This is my team. So I am in control of it now. Like those business moves you guys do. Stuff on the court, I take care of. Listen, let me make this very clear. I've told people, certain people from group chats and all, I'm not the biggest Westbrook fan. And I'm not saying Westbrook is the main problem. But I am gonna tell you this. If he don't come off the if he's not willing to come off the bench, you have to move him. Because you you can't have him, AD, and LeBron. It don't work. It don't work. He is a poor shooter now. Like, he was okay before. He's a poor shooter now. You need to have him with the second unit and have him run his points and run his numbers up that way. Because on, if you... King. Come on, King. You know you're, you're, you know you're in a dream world here. Um... Westbrook has never sacrificed anything in his career for the team. So, what makes you think he's gonna do that now? And a man that's a man that's never sacrificed anything has never won anything or never achieved anything great in life. Remember, yo, fam, I had arguments with people about this. I said, B, I'm I'm only telling you the facts. Triple doubles came after Kevin Durant left. Triple doubles never got him past the first round of the playoffs. He's played with multiple superstars. Okay, okay, Kevin Durant got his MVP with him. All right. Did he have a triple double that year? Nope. Paul George played with him. Third in MVP voting. He he averaged a triple double for that year, right? And what happened? Damian Lillard with CJ McCollum. And I'm not trying to poo-poo CJ McCollum, because me and you had these conversations numerous times. That yeah. matchup just didn't work. That pairing mm. just didn't work. And Lillard yeah. still found enough courage, or not, sorry, enough gas in the tank to take y'all out. And it wasn't like he did some crazy spectacular. No, 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 no. He said the clock's going down. He said, oh, bring your ass here, George. Hey, your boy Russ, 
you can thank him for this. I want a... Okay? And when... He didn't go like this. He did the baby bye. Because Russell here rocking... <laughs> Russell here rocking the baby, right? Russell here... Oh, all emotion, right? Yeah. Take your ass home. Okay? This Yo. is no triple... No triple dubs. No play-in. No playoffs. None of that. No, Navigi, you don't... Come on now. You know when you had the little ones, when you were like, bye, they doing this. You see what I'm saying? So he, he didn't even give him the adult bye. He's, yo, you're a baby. Gerber. Baby food. That's how he treated you, okay? And you know what, Russ? You've achieved more in your life than I ever will. But I'm just looking at it, honestly, from my point of view, in my gaming chair, saying, hey, those stats are nice. They're great. But if you ask me if I want his career or Charles Barkley, Charles Barkley doesn't have the numbers, but everybody looks at Charles Barkley, great player. You know what Charles Barkley's problem was? Ate too much. Didn't work out. Westbrook does everything he's supposed to do as an athlete. Tip-top shape. But does not care about his player or his teammates enough to make sacrifices and changes in his game for team success. You know what his success to him is? His numbers. You don't believe me? Hmm. Three quarters into the season, they lose the game poorly. I, I think, was it Sacramento that, that, that beat them? I can't They got beat by a trash team. This Everybody else is upset. AD, AD just came back. AD upset. I think LeBron was hurt too. Everybody else upset. This guy looking at the piece of paper, looking at his phone. He wasn't texting nobody, people. I don't want to hear that doo-doo, okay? He was looking at his stats and going, oh, well, I had a good game. You you lost. You lost. Like, are we going to put numbers over wins and losses? Is that what we're doing now, people? Because if that's what we're uh, doing, I'm going to exit left. We don't need to have any more conversation about any type of sports if that's going to be your rhetoric. That's going to be your logic. They have to be like this. Numbers and wins have to combine like this. That's why when people try to put LeBron over Kobe sometimes, I get a little cheese because I say Kobe is five and two. LeBron is four and six. We all know math, right? <laughs> One nigga's well over 50% and the other nigga's below it. And that's just, that's just I'm not just talking about rings. I'm just talking about do a numbers-based game. That's it. That's all. Sorry, I digress. Go ahead, Navinci. I, I, I've said uh, too much already. I'm no, getting canceled by the end of this podcast. When this podcast <laughs> is, I'll be canceled. So it's all good. Ah <laughs> uh, man, hey, you might be canceled by people who don't uh, like facts and like the truth. Um, and that's where the that's how sensitive the world is right now. Oh yeah, that or they'll go on my Twitter and bring up stuff from like yeah. ten years ago. And I, I try to tell people this. If you don't grow within 10 years, then you ain't growing. So I can't, I, I'm not excusing anything I said 10 years ago. I said that was me 10 years ago. That's not me now. Yeah. I mean, you, you could come on here and you're going to ask any one of us that, um, is Westbrook a phenomenal player? Um, arguably, you know, one, one to two, the most explosive point guard in NBA history. Phenomenal player, right? Not taking yep. anything away from his credit, but what we're just saying is, like King 
attested earlier in what I said. It's it's um it's very hard to win with Westbrook. Um you know because like we said, um Westbrook doesn't sacrifice his game and you know if you want to win in a team game certain times, it doesn't matter how good you are, there's certain times you gotta sacrifice. And you can go sit at a table with some of the greats in any type of team sports and they will tell you this. You have to sacrifice sometimes because sometimes your certain sacrifice is putting your team in a better position. Yep. And, I mean, you know, look no further than the Warriors. Jordan Poole succeeding. Why? I'll let y'all in the comment section answer that. Hey, and uh, since you, since you bring that up, far, since you bring, get this far, I need y'all to answer that. Go ahead, Nivis. Well, well, yeah, since you bring that up now, um, people always want to look at it this, the opposite way and say you look at it the real way. Um, this is the reason why Steph Curry, to me, is like no one else. He's phenomenal. He's a bull in a fight, flat-out superstar. He's a man that changed the game in so many ways. Uh, you know, for women and men. You know, girls coming up shooting shots from half court, turning around before it goes in. Right? All these type of things. Now, Steph Curry did one of the biggest sacrifices. And this man is so humble. He went and got another superstar. Went and got another super, superstar. Sacrificed a lot of his game, shots, and everything else. Sacrificed himself. And sacrifice that Eventually. this man, this man, listen, let me just finish off this. Right. This man he sacrificed to won two finals MVP. And Steph Curry did not give a crap about that. Because you want to know why? Team game. No, no, listen. Steph, on, what's, the, what's, the, what's the end game? What's the end game? That, the chip, the championship. Yeah. So no matter what you talk about, you cannot, you cannot degree the championship. Listen. Steph Curry was driving a modified Bugatti that had him, Draymond, Clay, and Iggy in it. And he said, you know what? I know the trunk's in the front, but I'll get in the trunk. Go ahead and drive, mm. KD. I, I know this is my Bugatti. I, I just tuned it up. I know it's running all cylinders. I'll, I'll get in the back. I'll, I'll take shots over. No worries. Go ahead, drive, baby. That is the definition of a selfless champion. Something that Westbrook will never be. Okay? As much as I bang on LeBron, LeBron is a, to a degree, on the court, he's a selfless champion. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Now, we can look at Kobe and say Kobe was a selfish champion, and that's fair to say if we're going to look at the overall game. But Kobe's game wasn't built on him being a point guard. His game was built on him being a killer. His game was built on give me the ball, get the hell out the way, I'm going to make it happen. Okay? Do win or lose, I'll take all the blame. Russ is yet to take any responsibility for his play. And that is why me and the Vinci are saying what we're saying right now. Because, hey, if he if he came out and said, I played bad, my bad, I need to focus more, cold. But every time I hear this guy, it's, oh, I can have turnovers. Everybody has, shut 
up, bro. Like, between you and James Harden, sometimes you guys make my stomach uneasy. You know what I mean? And, and I'm a fat guy. I'm rotund, okay? Let's not, let's, you know what I mean? Let's bring the elephant in the room. I got to take a lot of Pepto-Bismol when I watch these guys' games because I get heartburn, upset stomach. Sometimes I even feel like I might have that the run belly because I'm watching these guys like Jesus Christ. Like, do, do something other than the same old thing, man. The NBA is changing, bro. Uh, I mean, I can't disagree with you, um, like what you keep saying. It, it's none. And this is the thing. People cannot separate the two. And this is the I keep going back on this. In a lot of situations, people cannot separate reality from, you know, from non-reality or just separate the two. He is a phenomenal basketball player. He's great. Right? He's great. He's great, great, great. Yep. None of us are sitting here. But the way that we explain it to them, they're going to completely take our points that we're trying to make, just put it in the back of the bus. And just to bring up front that we said, oh, he sucks. He's not, he's not a good player. None of us has ever said that he sucks. I never said he sucks. Stay, just, just, exactly. And if you say that, I'm going to come after you. If I, I say that, you're going to come after me. A, I'm going to say he, he's just not a team player. He's not my cup of tea. And, 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 and I hate to say this. Actually, I don't. I love to say this because it's factual. He did not get these triple doubles until Kevin Durant left. So don't talk to me about not, Like, I don't care. Four years in a row, triple doubles. KD leaves him, and all of a sudden, he he finds the energy to do it. And yes, he got the 20-20-20 for the rolling 60s. God rest his soul when Nipsey died. That's phenomenal. That's great. Take nothing away from that. But what team success has he had? Everything seems to be individual. Aren't those individual stats? Those because are, those, I, I, I was also told, sorry, I was also told that he wins 70% of his games when he has a triple-double. Doesn't seem like that works in the playoffs. <laughs> hey, listen. Listen. Um, Simple fact is, uh, averaging the bat money triple-double is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, not many other players can do that. That is that is something to be amazed by. Uh, but that's not what we're trying to say. Right? That's not what we're trying to say. We're simply trying to say it. Like, he doesn't sacrifice his game for... And guess what? Maybe if some of those triple-doubles would have been sacrificed, maybe there would have been a greater winning achievement. Not get, I guess you know, I get what we're saying. I get, I they might not. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't want to kill him with this anymore because yeah. you know the main thing is the Lakers got a good hire. The NBA has got fifteen black coaches, okay, in positions Remarkable. of power. All right, y'all need to wake up on that. This isn't the woke mob. We're just saying a lot of these guys are former players. The NFL's got tons of former players. I, I'm not saying that they all can can coach. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, but you yeah, know what I'm a lot, a lot, a lot of them are in the in the coaching institute, learning and everything. They're assistant coaches and all of that. So, I mean, for championship but, teams, or or came yeah. from a guy who you know at least they made the playoffs and they had, they had a scheme and a system. You know what I'm saying? But it's your boy. 
King ECG, the host of the most of the the plan, Yawa, and Manila. Yo, it's your boy, Navinci. Starve the ego, feel the soul. Feed the soul. <laughs> I can't talk. That's okay, man. Hey, we on Spotify. It's Spotify and YouTube. Oh, you're already watching YouTube. Sorry. Talking about Russell, that's what I'm saying. Every time those I mention those guys' names, something in my brain starts short circuiting because I get so angry. I'm just like, ah. Oh. Anyways, we're on Spotify and Apple Music, okay? Um, check us out, all right? Until next time, people. Peace, cheese, man. You guys are great.